When life happens, plans need to change. Shaping Change, hosted by certified financial planner Ross Marino, is dedicated to helping financial advisors better serve their clients when life takes those unexpected turns. Today, I'm joined once again by Susan Bradley, founder of the Sudden Money Institute and co-author of Shaping Change. Hello, Susan. Good to be with you, Ross. Always glad to have you. Last episode, we talked about the ways to create activities and create a rhythm and a flow once you transition into retirement. And you gave us four aspects of what those activities should include. And it was routine where you wanted to do it on a regular basis. It was social where you'd be around other people, sometimes new people, but also a group that you can build relationships with. You mentioned it had to be challenging, which is great because we love to be challenged and it had to be measurable. So if I've got these aspects down of routine, social, challenging, and measurable. Now I have to figure out how do I put that into action? Is there a method to integrate these activities into my life Mm. or to figure out which ones I should do? How would I do that? It's surprising to many people that you actually have to think about your calendar. You know, you have this calendar that's packed to the gills when you're working and you're trying to do your career and your family and your workouts and and everything else. And now all of a sudden you have the time and the resources and blah, what is that? What are you going to do? Why are you going to do it? And you can default and just see what happens, see what other people invite you to do or what you stumble upon. Or you can really put some intention and attention on doing this. And the rewards are solid. The rewards are much higher level of well-being in retirement for yourself and for other people around you. So the how-to on this is interesting. It starts by thinking about all the things that you are now doing. So don't worry about the new things you might add, but just what are you doing now? How does the day work? How does your week work? How does your month work? Are there routines? Are there cycles? Is there something that's that's repetitive or something that's always met and always missed? So spend some time. It isn't necessarily a one and done. And then when you've made that list, then you can go down the four things. Is this really routine? doesn't have to be daily, whatever the routine is, something repeatable. Is it social? Think about, well, who do you interact with? Is it different kinds of people or or what? And is it challenging and is it measurable? And it's not always natural to think of things as challenging and measurable or routine and social. So you might have to toss it around in your head a little bit. So when you have this list, most people find that there's a lot that they do that don't come close to matching all four just stuff that they do because that's what they do. And there's no real rhyme or reason to it. So this is an opportunity to sit by yourself with your partner together, however you want to do it and find the one or two things that might meet all four of them and then add some others. So you're actually keeping a chart. It really helps to do this in a methodical way for at least the first couple of months. Keep a chart. And make sure that you are doing it. Just review it. See if there's something else. Just play around with it. Make it fun. This isn't another type of work. This is something that should give you more satisfaction, more fulfillment, more more fun. It's okay just for it to be fun. It doesn't always have to be purposeful beyond fun. So it's intentional. 
keep a keep a chart talk to some other people about it make it a conversation with some of your peers that might also be retired and you might come up with all kinds of cool things together retirement is one of the biggest transitions that we go through but many transitions in life share similar characteristics that's part of your work it's part of the designation that IRN, Certified Financial Transitionist, that's part of your institute. And we notice that there's commonalities through many types of transitions. And whether we instigate that transition or initiate it ourselves, or whether it's thrust upon us because something happened externally and our life changed, everything in life doesn't actually change. We may say this changes everything. I think that was a Lee Iacocca commercial from Chrysler from (laughs) Everybody's as old as us, they'll remember that. So that was way <laughs> back, right? This this changes everything. Every transition in life doesn't change everything. And you've come up with three questions that you use to ask yourself as you go through transitions. These are questions that are helpful to think about and answer. And the first one is, what do I want to protect? Which makes the assumption that everything didn't change. Maybe a lot of things change, but there's some things that don't have to change. And we go through this exercise of saying, this is what I need to protect. Can you talk about how we do that and why that's so important? Yeah, it's it's interesting. What happens when you go through these major life events, we can compare it to maybe even a jigsaw puzzle. The puzzle that would represent your life gets disrupted. Maybe all the pieces come apart, maybe some of the pieces come apart, but there is a disruption. And your job then would be, or your opportunity is to put the pieces back together the way you would like life to be um, ongoing. And while you're doing that, some things may feel at risk. When you have broken your status quo and your routines, um, some things can feel at risk. It could be your health. It could be your money. It could be a relationship with someone. It could be your capability, your talents. Some things are non-negotiable in your life and you want to protect those and you want to keep an eye on it when everything is moving around. Generally, the things that you didn't have to worry about, they were built into your routine. Now that your routine is disrupted, you might other things might be negotiable, but what is the non-negotiable? What is most important? So let's say that it's a relationship. And let's say maybe it's uh, your spouse. So that relationship with your spouse, you want to protect. Now, when you're putting your life back together, if it was your life that disrupted, not your joint life, you're really both of you are, are being challenged by it. You want to pay attention to the choices that you make and the impact it would have on your spouse. So they become part of the equation. Maybe you've done that for a fair amount through your married life. But at this point in time that we're hypothetically talking about, when life is disrupted, let's say it's a career change. We use that in the book. And that was a it's a very common story. How do your career choices impact your spouse? And it might be there's one aspect of your relationship that you're protecting. Maybe it's uh, private time for the, the two of you. Um, whatever it is, identify it and let anyone who's helping you manage the change that you're going through right now know what is most important. And it doesn't have to be just one thing. 
but it's it's not like oh everything that's not as helpful as really thinking about what is that one thing that you need to to put some protection around build some routine on put some attention on prioritize one concept i try to share with people is context and contrast and what i mean by that as it relates to retirement is when I'm in my working years and I'm working 50, 60 hours a week and it's high stress, there's certain activities that are non-negotiable. Maybe it's playing tennis or going for a walk or some activity. Some people like to play poker with their friends. Whatever it is, there's activities that are non-negotiable when you're working because it's such a contrast from your work life. But when I leave my work life and now I transition to a retired life, Maybe those activities aren't going to be that much different than what I do on a daily basis. So the context of my life, I go from working 50, 60 hours a week to not working at all at a regular job. The context change changes, and then all of a sudden, the contrast of those activities or the value of them to me changes as well. So as I go into retirement, there may be activities that I think are, are must-dos. I cannot let go of these. I have to protect them. But once I go into retirement, all of a sudden I start to see it a little bit differently. And that's why I love how you always talk about talking through it and writing it down. I'm big on journaling and processing it because once the context changes, once my life goes from before to after some transition event, I'm just going to see things differently. And on the financial side, you may have had more freedom during your working years because mentally I'm always thinking, I don't need my money yet. I'm still adding to my nest egg. I'm still making more than I spend. It sounds great financially. But as soon as I go into retirement, all of a sudden I don't have the income that I did have. I start to see it a little differently. And there may be some activities that I love that maybe are a little more expensive than what I'd like to do. And question number two you always ask is, what do you have to let go of? And leading up to retirement, I may have an idea of what I might want to let go of, but after retirement, now all of a sudden, I'm going to see things a little bit differently. How do I approach question number two? What do I need to let go of? Yeah, it's it's a really important question. It helps to clarify things, doesn't it? Because if you go back to the puzzle um, metaphor, there are some pieces that don't fit as well as they used to, or some pieces that don't fit at all. And rather than trying to force a piece into a jigsaw puzzle, I think we've all had the frustration of trying to do that at one point in our life. It really doesn't work. The end result is not is not effective. So you might feel that things are no longer fitting. Maybe they're not comfortable. Maybe you don't want to do them. Maybe you can't do them. Maybe you, because of some change in the way your brain works or the way your body works or the way other commitments are, there's some reason that these things don't fit. And it doesn't make a lot of sense to try and keep making them fit. You can try some adjustments, but there's a real freedom in letting go and letting some things go. It doesn't mean that you can't do them. You might just choose not to do them, but create some space, create some room for something else to happen. And don't try to hold on to everything that you had before or you think you should have now that you're retired. Creating space seems really important to me because if I'm running all day long and I'm doing activities, especially some of them that don't hit all four aspects of having a flow or a rhythm, 
I may not have any room to put in something new. So I really have to let go of something. It's almost like you want to be a minimalist on your activities as you approach retirement and give yourself some space. And I do love the, the puzzle analogy, but when you mentioned the puzzle piece, the first thought that popped into my mind of, I don't even know what my retirement picture is going to look like <laughs> if I just retired. So yes. how do I know which piece connects to where, right? There, there isn't really a map yet. So it's part of that exploration that, that you talked about. And let's just go straight to question number three you bring up, because I think that'll help with what kind of pieces we look for. And question number three is, what do I need to create? And that implies something new, maybe a piece that you're not quite aware of. So now you've made some space and now you go into question number three, what do I need to create? How should I approach that? With curiosity, with creativity, with imagination. Um, it's true that we have, uh, if you go back to the puzzle, the, the picture on the box was one thing and now in retirement, it's something else. And most people have spent a fair amount of time imagining what that retirement picture would be like. And then you get there and it's not quite so. Maybe it's mostly so, maybe it's completely different, doesn't matter. You have an opportunity, particularly in the early stages of retirement. And I would say that's like the first five years to, to test things out, to, to rethink things. So as you're letting go and you're creating space, there is possibility then that's, that's inherent in that open space. And it's, it's a great thing to decide what new needs to come in. Now, the, there may be actual needs, Ross. There may be changes in your responsibilities or changes in health or something. So you have those kinds of um, clearly defined needs that you need to make room for. But let's assume that it's not that, that you get to create this whole new experience in life. And that will probably be so for a fair amount of time. So it's not just creating a great vacation or a long weekend. Um, and so it's testing things out, finding out what, what really gives you a sense of freedom and joy and connectivity. Follow the, the, the flow um, parameters. It will help give some, some shape to it. Um, make some commitments in the beginning and uh, to, to really test something out, but you don't have to make the all-in commitment. Test taste as you go along, but make sure that you give it a good, a good taste. So know what's important. What are you going to protect as you make these changes? Let go of things that no longer fit, no longer work, and explore and discover things and test things out that might be new and creative and something that will create uh, maybe a, a different experience in life. Uh, maybe this is the best time in your life. No kidding. It's the real deal. This is a great time. But it does take intention and attention. Even well-planned retirements are filled with surprises. As we go through what do I create in the activities, I think it's helpful to take two sides of that thought process and two goals or objectives that we're trying to accomplish. It's not just increasing wealth, and it isn't just increasing my well-being. It's always a combination of both. I don't want to spend all of my money and invest in my well-being and say, gee, I feel great, and then realize I'm broke. <laughs> my well-being's going to suffer. I'm pretty sure of that. The other extreme is also there where there's people that don't want to spend their money. They have 
substantial assets or net worth, and they still live in a very frugal lifestyle when they actually could afford to spend a little more and increase some enjoyment and well-being. And the quick disclaimer, this isn't meant to be investment advice. These aren't recommendations. We're just talking for educational purposes and informational purposes. So as you look at these activities, I would always encourage people to try to balance those two sides and talk about each of them. What does this do for our well-being? What is the benefit of this? And then what is the impact on our wealth? Is it an expense? Will it make a big difference? And in many cases, it's walk before you run. Want to buy an RV? You think the RV life is good for you? Great. You can rent a luxury RV for a month, way cheaper than buying it and finding out a year later it's not for you. Way cheaper if you actually do that. You can do the same with a condo on the beach. Maybe you always wanted to live on the beach. You don't have to buy a condo on the beach. Go rent a condo, see how it goes. So if there's a, a big wealth decision related to, I think this is going to make a big impact on our well-being. I'm going to enjoy it. My family's going to enjoy it. Walk before you run and make sure that you don't make any decisions that down the road, you'll look back and say, probably shouldn't have done that. Any final thoughts on these three questions? Yeah, I think that retirement, one of the skills in retirement is to understand the what ifing that you're talking about. What if I did this? What if I did that? Understand how to make some trade-offs. You're going to be in a really uh, dynamic space for a fairly long period of time in retirement. And there will be changes that happen in your life and outside your life. Just look at what happened with the pandemic and how that changed many people's retirements. So know that the change and the uncertainty is, is going to be part of life. But if you can follow some of these general rules, like the, the four flow points, and then the three questions and return to them. It's not a one and done. Return to them and see if there's a little bit more that you could do or maybe another way to, to rethink and to balance some of the trade-offs that will probably come. And they're good. It, it, it forces you to discover and to create and to keep moving forward and not settle into a rut. You don't want to be in the retirement rut. You want to be living a dynamic life, your dynamic life. What do I need to protect? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to create? Three excellent questions for any transition in life. As always, thank you so much, Susan. Appreciate you being on the show. Always a pleasure. Thank you for listening to Shaping Change with Ross Marino. This show is for general information purposes only and is not intended to provide recommendations or advice. Speak with a legal, tax, or financial advisor before making any decisions. Past performance references are historical and do not guarantee future results. Visit rlsummit.com to learn more.